Welcome back to Movie Matrix, and as always, my name is Jordan. We've got Matt today. Yo, yo, yo. We've got my dad. What's going on? And we are back at it with our horror bracket, and we are going to try to finish up one side, possibly both tonight, depending on how long it takes. Um, and we're going to get this done completely by next week, hopefully. Um, and we're going to crown the best horror movie of all time. That's kind of our whole goal here. It's exciting it's, stuff. It's starting to get to the nitty-gritty. We've had a couple of nitty-gritties, but it's really getting down to the goods, you know? Oh, yeah. The real goods. Oh, and yeah. So, um, you guys ready? I'm ready, man. Let's do it. All right, so we're going to go ahead and start on the right side, which doesn't matter to the listener, but to us it does a little bit. A little bit. Um, <clears throat> we've got Blair Witch Project going against Get Out. Get Out. Um, so we've talked about this, these movies quite a bit, so we don't have to do a crazy amount. I think at this point, is uh, this rounding up, you can do say as much as you want about these movies, okay? You Most movies have been out for long enough anyways. Um, if you want to spoil something that... that is the reason you want this movie to go go farther to try to swing one of us? I get that. So I think at this point is whenever we're gonna hit spoilers. So we're gonna go ahead and throw our spoiler segment in for this um, round. No, I am the father. I see dead people. And that's not a prediction. That's a spoiler. He is the one. And so um, we'll get into Blair Witch Project. We talked about how it's part of. It's my favorite, uh, I guess it is my favorite found footage film um, that's out there. I don't, there's not much going against it. There haven't been really any good ones, not any great ones. I think it's my favorite. Um, it was a great horror movie. It did what it was supposed to do. It made people really think that these people died. It was a whole phenomenon. Um, people think it was actually a real witch out in the woods, and these people just got yeah. unlucky enough, and they found the footage. So... I don't know, I think it really did what it was supposed to do, and it took a while to debunk it, and they finally did debunk it. Obviously, that hey, these people are still alive. <laughs> um, yeah. But, you know, um, I which thought was, it was well was done. Which was good for them. Yeah. yeah, I thought it was well done. They saw him at Starbucks. <laughs> Aren't you dead in the Blair Witch Project? No. Yeah. Uh, but no, but no, you're right. This that, Man, this movie, this movie 100% started the found footage craze. It 100% basically um, got this genre up and rolling, um, f- you know, for better or for worse. But... What we got in this film is simple yet creepy, and it very, very works as a horror film. It very work. It works very well as a found footage film. You don't really ever see anything that the characters are dealing with, but that's what makes it even yeah. more terrifying because uh, you don't know what's out there. You don't know what they're dealing with, and the simplicity of it. Um, and like you said, this was a true phenomenon. People believed this. People thought they were really dead. People thought they were really taken by the Blair Witch. Just for the movie to be so real and so impactful that it that people truly believed what they saw in a make-believe movie really says something to how well the movie was made. Yeah, this movie was, was authentic. It was, it, was, it was fun to watch. It was, it was the first time I think we'd seen anything quite like it, and I think that really stuck out also. Uh, the acting was fantastic. They made you believe that they were actually real people. Yeah, because it don't seem like actors. This was really happening to them. And uh, it was just, this is a great movie to watch. It's fun to watch. Yeah, and it's going against Get Out, which is kind of <laughs> a whole nother phenomenon that came out a couple of years ago with Jordan Peele's first movie. Um, it gives you a lot of different ideas. Um, it l- likes run by you. It's a completely different film. It is, um, yeah. But it, ha- it was its own phenomenon because, you know, you got Jordan Peele coming out of um, 
just comedy. He's not done anything else in his whole career but comedy. He was a writer, but he wrote comedy. Yeah. And so, you know, you come into Jordan Peele's making a horror movie or horror thriller movie, and everyone's like, who cares? You know, it's probably going to be dumb. <laughs> Have you seen Keanu? Um, but <laughs> it's not a very good movie. But um, no, but this movie actually did exactly what, they, what he wanted. He won an Oscar for the screenplay. He wrote it himself. It's pretty, I, lo- I think I like it, or we like it more than my father does. Um, but I think it's amazing. I still um, enjoy watching it, though, yeah. I think it just did things that I wasn't expecting, all the symbolism. And um, and then the ending is crazy, you know. Throughout The whole movie is kind of crazy, but the ending is crazy. And it also did what it was supposed to do. So this is why this matchup is so hard for me, because I like these movies quite a bit. And they yeah. both do their job. Yeah, I like the man. I like both these two quite a bit. Um, but yeah, Get Out. There's so much to Get Out. There's that's that's the thing that works. Um, that works so well about it is that you can view it as a straight horror film. You can view it as a drama. You can view it as a social satire. As I mean, there's so many layers that Jordan Peele creates in this film. That's what makes um, part of it great. And it's also it does have several creepy moments. Um, uh, because we're talking about horror movies, I have to bring up the fact I do not find it scary. Um, I've never really been scared by it. I've been thrilled by it. I find it enjoyable. I think it's a fun thrill ride, but I don't find it a deeply terrifying. I don't find it to be a deeply terrifying movie. That's I like, it's not really a knock against the film, but that's just my personal personal opinion. But it's still a great movie. Yeah, it's a great movie. It's fun to watch. Uh, I, I mean, the acting was great. The story was fantastic. Uh, there's, there's not a whole lot to say bad about it, I would say. It, it hits you at the right moments uh, between the, the psychological, the, the the comedy. I mean, it was just all, it had a whole lot in it. Uh, it was packaged well. It was made well. And it's just fun to watch. So there's, there's no complaints there. Yeah, and so, um, <clears throat> like I said, it's going to be a tough matchup. So um, what do you guys Thinking the so Blair Witch Project. I don't want to say the Blair Witch Project because you know, what movie. yeah, we don't want to go um, there. Blair Witch Project against um, Get Out. I don't know. <laughs> <laughs> um, this is tough. Uh, man, man, some of these matchups are really gonna suck because they're really, really tough and really, really close. Um, I don't know why I'm going first. You guys are both just looking at me like I'm supposed to I'll go, go first. Well, I'll I okay, go ahead and go, David. I'm still going to think for a second. Um, I think because Blair Witch was so unique at the time, it, it felt authentic, it felt real. And for me, it's more of a straight-up horror movie than, say, Get Out. I'm going Blair, it, Blair Witch. Okay. What about you, Jordan? I'm also going Blair Witch Project here. Um, I think, like I said, I love Get Out. Uh, I said I think it's an amazing movie. But um, <clears throat> when you start getting into the end, we're getting to like, you know, we're in the third round technically. We start getting to those third to fifth rounds. You really have got to start looking at the horror element mm-hmm. um, and what really freaks you out to what makes it such a good horror movie. And I think Get Out is psychologically horrific. You know what I'm saying? And, mm-hmm. But Blair Witch is also very psychologically horrific with horrific scenes. And so I think Blair Witch is, like I said, 51-49 here for me. But I think I'm going to go Blair Witch. 
also. Okay. What were you going to do? I was also going to go Blair Witch. I just wasn't. I like. I think Get Out is is probably a. It's probably. I mean, there's no probably to it. Blair Witch was made for almost no money. Get Out is technically a better film, but as far as the horror genre goes, what it did to the horror genre and how it truly affected people all over the nation, um, I I would also go to the Blair Witch Project. Yeah. Yeah, and I I, I think we're going to run into that a little bit. And by a little bit, I mean a lot. Um, yeah, because there's some hard matchups really um, hard here ones. where we're going to have to <clears throat> figure out what's technically the better movie to what's technically the better horror movie. And we're trying to get horror here. So it's kind of one of those things where we've got a couple movies like Get Out that's not 100% horror. You know mm-hmm. what I mean? Yeah. It's a horror movie. but so the next It's matchup, more of a psychological thriller exactly. type. Yeah. So the next matchup is exactly this. I do think both of them are horror movies, but... W- um, so we'll get into it. It's Insidious going against Jaws. And when you look at it, so we'll start with Insidious. I think Insidious 1 and 2 are fantastic. We've talked about, I don't really like 3 and 4 that much, but they're making a fifth one now that I'm excited about. Um, but the first one is really good. I think it's pretty top tier for me. I think it's a, it's a new thought of certain things. Like the further is a really cool thought where you get to go into the further. They're basically sleepwalking or whatever, and they're, going into the further and they have this ability and then they do all and then there's a really g- great twist at the end and it's just a really creepy overall movie it is, with yeah. great actors great actresses uh the kid in it's really good and it's a it is a definition of a horror movie there's demons there's the all demon kinds of stuff. is awesome in this one yeah <laughs> out of all of our, demon <laughs> yeah uh out of all the horror movies on our list this is actually the one that i've seen the most recently i saw it on cable the other night so i just put it on <laughs> um and i hadn't seen it in, in probably two or three years uh and i forgot how how great the performances are in it patrick wilson and rose byrne are both great um lynn Shay's great as the paranormal investigator at least and she basically becomes the phrase the face of the insidious franchise um but uh the performances are great it's got this creepy gray <laughs> tone to it that um is intentional and it makes you feel it it makes you feel like you're a part of this creepy, drab world. Um, and I really like it for that. The movie, it does not reinvent the wheel as far as being a quote-unquote haunted house film. But this elements it takes and adds to it makes it such a fun ride. And the scares in the, and the, scares in the movie are so... Um, they're just so steady and almost fast and furious like there's constantly something happening you don't have to sit there and wait 25 minutes for michael myers to show back up or any kind of nonsense like that the scares in this are pretty steady and they're always unique and interesting and that's what that's what makes this movie work so well like you said it has a great ending too yeah i'd I'd really enjoy this movie it's uh I like the different horror elements, and of course, we talked about this before. I like how they take you to someplace different, and yeah. introduce us to someplace different, which you don't always see in horror movies, especially your slashers. It's just some guy chasing you around trying to kill you. This one, they take you into another world, another another place, someplace you've never been before, and that really intrigued me. I really enjoy watching that type of stuff. And then you throw in the ghosts and the demons, and it really solidifies that as a great horror movie. And I'll just throw this out. That Lynn Shay, she was also, just to say, she was in uh, Nightmare on Elm Street, number one. That's true. She, she plays was, a teacher. She was a teacher. Yep. Yeah. 
So she's um, been around. <clears throat> yeah, she has, and it, like, you're right. I think when you think of Insidious, you think of Lynn Shea, and then I think right there is Patrick Wilson because now he'll be in the three of five movies now, technically. Um, and he's actually directing the new one. Kind of That's weird. cool. But it's cool, but uh, and starring. But Insidious is also kind of a mystery too. It's a, it's a horror, but you, you don't know what the, you don't know what's going on because you're giving yeah. you're giving a new concept. It's the new. It's not exactly like going different realms on your concept, but they come up with a different thing to do in this concept that's not been done before with the further. And I think it's interesting. That's why. And they, and then they build on it with a second one and then they try stuff with third and fourth. But, um, and then it's going against Jaws and Jaws is one of those movies that is, it's, I definitely classify as a horror movie. Mm-hmm. Um, cause it's got a horrific beast in it as a shark Jaws, um, that kills children, kills people. Yeah. Um, it's one of those, you don't see him very much, but that's a good thing. Yeah. Um, almost actually, Insidious is the same thing. You don't see the demon that much in that movie, uh, but Not it's really. so uh, further so effective, you know. Um, and this movie's great. Jaws overall is definitely the better overall film to me, for sure. I, I think at least it's great. You know. So. Uh, no, yeah, I agree with you, and that's the thing. Um, it's it's kind of like apples and oranges because Jaws has a lot of horror elements to it. That's why we even have it in this list. Because to me, it definitely classifies um, it definitely classifies as a horror film. The opening scene of Jaws alone feels like it's out of a slasher movie. Um, a lot... There's, there's a... I could talk about Jaws for hours, but it is a... To me, it's a near flawless film. Um, I love the movie very, very much. It's just kind of hard to think of it as a... Or it's kind of hard to pit it up against other horror films because we're going for... What works as a horror movie? Y'all feel me? Mm-hmm. Yeah, and, and I agree. This is this this can be categorized in, in the in the horror genre. We talked about this also. How you know the horror genre? What's happening? People are somebody's chasing you. Somebody's trying to kill you. Whatever. Uh, same thing here, but this is just in the form of a shark. Uh, as far as overall movie, it's fantastic. The acting is top notch. You can't get any better. It was it was great. And, uh, you know, of course, the story. I mean, Steven Spielberg knows what he's doing. There's no doubt about that. And he's proven that how many years now? So, yeah, I mean, it's just a fantastic movie. Going on 50 years. Um, <laughs> yeah. Yeah, I just want to throw that out there. Um, but, yeah, and it's, like I said, they're they're vastly different. I mean, that's the thing that we're going to get into. A couple of these matchups are, like, boom, boom, horror, horror. And then you've got a couple that are kind of like, well, mm-hmm. it's definitely horror, but is it the best overall horror movie, not the best movie. So that's what that's kind of the an enigma, whatever you want to say. Kind of the problem we're, we're going to have in our minds, I think. No, <laughs> I agree. Going with, I agree um, with you're saying. Kind of like with Blair Witch and Get Out, what we just did. Yeah. It's, it's kind of the same thing here. Um, except more so, I feel like, because Get Out is more of a horror film than Jaws is, I would, I would say, honestly. Probably. Um, so we have Insidious versus Going Against Jaws. Who wants to go first? Alex, you go first. Um... Jaws is one of my favorite films ever made. I love it thoroughly. I think Insidious is a better horror film. Um, it scares me more, has more horror elements. Um, I'm going to go Insidious. Okay. Yeah, I agree completely. Uh, I was going to say Jaws is a fantastic movie. It's right there on my shelf. I love that movie. I've seen it all many times. But as far as actual horror movies, which we are going for here, comparing those two, Insidious has to win. 
Yeah. Yeah, I was going Insidious also. Um, plus, I think I like Insidious more than both of you. Um, I think you guys both <laughs> like. I really like this franchise. Well, <laughs> I like the franchise because of the first two movies. Um, and I'm really excited about this fifth one. I th- I'm hoping that it'll continue the second chapter because we had talked off. Yeah. Off camera, but no, off microphone the other night, how they just kind of left too open and didn't do anything with it. So, no, they did not. I'm um, hoping five is a continuation. <laughs> but moving on, we have this one is more horror versus horror. So, cool. We have Hellraiser versus The Mist. So, we'll do Hellraiser first. Hellraiser is one of those movies that I didn't Ouch. expect it to be in the way it was. I hadn't seen it before. I wasn't expecting to see a lot of Pinhead. He's barely in it, which is okay for this movie, I think. Um, it's a super erotic sexual movie wasn't expecting that at all going to the movie um but i think it brings interesting aspects into horror you've got realms with a box that's Mm -hmm. horrific you see practical horrific effects um especially i mean they still hold up pretty okay today i'm sure back then they were horrific you know Mm -hmm. on on par with the thing type stuff and i think the thing was a little bit more gross but hellraiser is right there with when he's kind of coming back to being he's pretty a gross. Yeah. human, he's, yeah. it's he's disgusting. gross. It's pretty, it's pretty out there. Um, and he has to, you know, he needs human blood. She's killing people for him. And I don't, I, I think it does exactly what it's supposed to do. It didn't affect me <laughs> like other people. I will probably watch it again. I like it better than Hostel, so that's something. <laughs> I um, like everything better than that's Hostel. Something. <laughs> uh, Hostel's like a bottom feeder for me. So um, I don't know. I still have. I've been sitting on this movie for what three weeks now. I think I like it better now. Yeah. But I'd have to watch it again, I th- you know, because I know what you mean. because going into it, I was so thrown off with this movie. Not in a bad Just way. Just because you weren't you expecting it. Exactly, yeah. and which is okay. I'd rather go into a movie and be and not get what I expected. It's I hate going into you. a horror movie that's like, oh, well, that's obvious. I mean, this is not at all what I expected. Nothing <laughs> happens in this movie that's quote-unquote obvious. No, and, so, and I think it's a good horror movie that gave you a Mount Rushmore type character in Pinhead. So. Yeah, you get, yeah, you get Pinhead from it. You get a bunch of those Cenobites characters that are all the creepy. The symbiotes, I mean. Yeah. <laughs> I don't know. <laughs> that are all creepy. Uh, Cinnabons. Cinnabons is but no, all these Cenobite characters are creepy. They're disturbing. They all could honestly be the face of the franchise. But Pinhead is incredible. He's um, he's incredible. He's terrifying. Uh, like you said, it's this movie's gross. Um, oh, so gross. It's pretty nasty. In some of the stuff that happens, uh, it's it's out there. But there's a lot of s- tense scenes. Um, there's a lot of disturbing scenes. Scenes that kind of just make you. <laughs> you know, um, <laughs> yeah. and I have to respect the movie for that. I have to respect Clive Barker for for what he created for really swinging for the fences with this movie. And that was eight of them. Yeah, and a new one coming. <laughs> There's a lot of them. Yeah, there is. Uh, no, I love this movie. I've seen it. I don't know four or five times probably, and uh, <clears throat> I still enjoy watching it. I mean, it's not it's not something that ever just I'm, I I see it and like I oh, don't think I ever watch that again. It just it's never come to that. I don't think it ever will. Uh I love what they did with the the practical effects. Of course, I love practical effects, period. Uh and especially when they're done right, you can't beat them. There's there's nothing better. Uh of course I love the introduction to Pinhead. Uh I love the box. <laughs> yeah, it became I love the, the box. Very, box. It became a very iconic <laughs> Not just Pinhead, just the box itself became right. an iconic piece of horror, which is exactly. impressive to do. Yeah, and just so. a little piece of cardboard that they <laughs> yeah. have. And this, yeah. and this movie is so messed up on so many levels. I just absolutely love it, especially for, you know for horror. I mo- just love for, it. I mean, you for like a horror movie? So I love it. I do. I just I love this movie. Um, I, I do like it. I, I think that it, like like you said, it just it does things that for horror for the horror genre that um 
that benefits it. It's a different type of movie than just a slash. It's not a slasher film really at all, um, actually. But um, the thing I'll see about Pinhead that's so great about him is in every scene he's in, which is like three or four, he just takes control. Oh, yeah. I mean, like you know, in in order to have your, I mean, we you can we're in a room full of horror icons, kind of actually. You can't see him, but we can. But <laughs> as part of it, he just creeps you out, and so yeah. I think it's just a it's a, just a really good horror movie that I need to probably watch some more to appreciate a little bit more. That and later sense. on, you get a little more of the backstory of the guy who becomes Pinhead. I just feel like I don't and want to know. You should, though. It's really <laughs> I, I just really see that cool. each movie gets worse, really which is cool, always though. true. Well, you get through the first three, they're not so bad. Hellraiser, Hellbound sounds bad. No, it's Hellbound, colon, Hellraiser Hell 2. <laughs> <laughs> the first three aren't, aren't that bad. Okay, I'll, I'll probably, I probably honestly will watch them. I haven't seen any of the sequels. Number, I do want to watch them. Number two is more like number one. It's the, the woman coming back instead of the guy. Oh. Anyways, um, so I actually do want to watch all these because Frank. once I watch the first of a series of however many, kind of like Saw, there's eight of them, I've watched them all. <laughs> now, are they all good? No. no. But um, I will eventually get to watch all these. But as this is one of these movies I can never watch my wife. She won't watch them, so I've got to find that time. Yeah. She'll watch Saw with me. She won't watch I understand watch she doesn't want to watch them because they're gross. Um, it's going against The Mist, and The Mist to me is... By definition, a horror movie. So is Hellraiser. But by definition, The Mist is one of those messes with your mind, but also horrific. Because you don't say it makes you feel horrible. Because you don't see much in this movie. You see The Mist, and you see random parts of monsters, and then you see full horrific acid-spitting spiders. I'm a, I, have a, I have arachnophobia super hard, and so <laughs> that would just... Acid-spitting doesn't help anything for me, and acid webs. Um but and you just get this wonder, you know, like of this extra world and Stephen King. Stephen King does well. Um, his movies don't always do well, but he does well. Um, and this movie is to a T up there. And I don't think I don't. I think it's underrated. That ending wasn't meant to be that ending, but that ending just just kills you. We've talked about that already. It's heartbreaking, heart wrenching. It's a perfect end to a very very good horror movie. Oh yeah, yeah. I think no. I think the movie. <laughs> I think the movie itself is good. It's effective. It's creepy. I think Thomas Jane's really good in it. A few of the supporting characters are good in it. I mean, um, the whole Walking Dead uh, yeah. cast. The entire <laughs> Walking Dead cast, basically. Uh, Pre-Walking Dead, actually. Yeah, actually. But, um, but yeah, it works. It, it works really well as a creepy um, horror film that keeps you on the edge of your seat and keeps you interested throughout the entire runtime. And then, like we've talked about before, the final five minutes is probably one of the best movie endings that they've ever Probably one of the best movie endings ever created. Um, and I feel like the ending of the film almost steals away how good the rest of the film was because, let's be honest, most of the time when people talk about this movie, they talk about the ending. Yeah. They don't talk about anything before that. Um, but overall, it's still still good. Yeah, I mean, because the, the ending is just it's gut-wrenching. It just it's you know if you if you're thinking oh yeah they're gonna get away they're they're fine and blah, blah blah oh my gosh what how did this happen literally like if yeah if what you did have, he do timing so bad <laughs> if you have a character if you have a main character die in a movie that happens I mean Ethan especially Hawk horror dies, movies Ethan Hawke dies in the Purge that's fine that's different <laughs> Ethan Hawke dies in all his horror movies <laughs> that's way different <laughs> Ethan Hawke dies in the Purge you can deal with a main character dying. Not like this. Not like, uh, this. like this. This was terrible. This was horrible. It was just so perfect for this movie. Yeah. Uh, and we got to remember, this is more of a sci-fi horror movie. Yeah, yeah. Because which I dig. Kind of like Alien. Mm-hmm. Because Except like not really. <laughs> because you know, like they did, they was experiment opened up another. It's like a pocket dimension. Opened up a dimension. Yeah. And so all these creatures from that dimension started invading our world. 
in a mist. <coughs> yeah, in a mist. Amongst so the mist. mist. That mist comes. So they <laughs> so amongst the mist. Don't they say like when the pocket dimension opened, it released the mist right. from their dimension, and they came and through they it. And they came through it. Right, that's fine. When I was younger, I used to get this confused with the fog. I mean, I clearly know the difference. <laughs> I have I get the that though. for several years. But I remember thinking, what the crap could be the difference between the mist? <laughs> I thought and the that fog. was last week. You were saying, what's the difference? <laughs> I'm not sure. <laughs> yeah, yeah, yeah. <laughs> yeah. But yeah, I just love this movie. It's fantastic, especially the ending. Uh, acting's great. Story, of course, is great. Uh, I think I said this before. Because it was made when it was made, it would have been nice if the effects were a little bit better. But. You know, you go with, with what you had at the time. They did so. a lot of less is more in this, right. which yeah, is like works out so for their budget. Yeah, they're not <laughs> terrible, but they, yeah. It, if it was made 10 years later, they could have been excellent. But it was a great movie. But yeah. the, the important thing is, though, how are you going to vote here, David? Let's, yeah. Let's get into that. Yeah, personally? So we have Hellraiser versus The Mist. So, we'll, we'll, yeah, go first. Okay. Uh, I just want to hear your opinion because I know you like both these movies. I, I love bad. both these movies. Uh I'm going Hellraiser. It is by far Dang. more of a more of a horror movie. Introduced us to a character that is still alive and well, and he's a fantastic character. Is he well? Well, in, <laughs> in yeah. his mind, I know what you mean. In his mind, yeah, they're he's, still making him. He's give very you that. he's very well in his mind. Uh, yeah, I just I just think this is a better horror movie. So yeah, I'm gonna pick it. I'll go next. I'm picking the Mist. Um, I think the Mist is. I don't want to say cookie cutter because I think it takes away from it. It's just one of my favorite um, horror movies to do what they do because you can really monster movies can really get crazy and ridiculous. Yep. Um, another movie to do as well we'll talk about later is A Quiet Place. You know, you, you know, and so um, it reminds us a lot about that. It has a great ending. I do think the ending, like you said, takes away a little bit. But uh, if you rewatch this movie, they made most of this movies in a shopping center, and it just still works well. Mm-hmm. It just int- the way it's written is pretty good. Um, it's, it's, very, the, it's very character driven. Yeah, it's not the best written. It's not the best written movie in the world, but character driven. You care about all these characters. You even care about the pe- most of the people in the car at the end, which is which is hard to do because he met these people that day yeah. or the day before, and w- except for his son. But the other people in the car, you really care about if they're going to live or die, and you know what happens yeah, is you horrific. really do. And like you said, most of the time you don't give a crap about anything. No, especially in horror in movies. Horror films, yeah. Half the horror movies you watch, you don't care about the main like, character. Kill them. Like, well, and I think we mentioned also last time that. You know, this movie did so well building tension because the people inside the supermarket were turning on each other at the same time. And, they, you know, they eventually realized something's going to give. You here. have to go out there. People are going to die, yeah. so we're going to have to leave. So They have to figure they – ha- they finally figure out they have to figure out what's going on. And the only way to do that mm-hmm. is going to the mist with no no knowledge whatsoever, except they know there's a big octopus-looking thing out there because they saw it coming <laughs> in through – you know what I mean? Like, they're just hoping for the best. That's yeah. what they do. So I'm they going have to, the to mist. have hope. And honestly, The Mist is qu- is a movie quite a bit about hope and about um, about what happens if you lose hope, honestly, like <laughs> yeah. at the end of the movie and whatnot. <laughs> no, um, yeah. It's all it, about hope till the end. Yeah. I mean, it really kind of is. Uh, anyway, what are we doing? Am I, am I supposed to pick one of yeah, these? Yeah, I Cheers. got. I did miss. He had Hellraiser. <sighs> okay. Um, this really and truly is a 51% to 49%. Um, they're like 70 30 for me. So, <laughs> I'm just going to be honest. <laughs> I, I need to appreciate Hellraiser more, probably. Uh, I, really like, I really like both of these movies. Um, I'm going Hellraiser. <laughs> and I can't really tell you why. <laughs> like, I can't really justify that answer. But I'm going Hellraiser. I find it more disturbing. The Mist has a 
has a better budget, has a better cast, has um, has a lot of things in its favor. But at the end of the day, I feel like Hellraiser is a more disturbing horror film. The is- The Mist is a great horror film with a incredibly tragic ending. However, I don't know. There's just something about just the iconic nature of Hellraiser is why I'm picking it. And I think after, okay. after you watch it, you're kind of going, what did I just see? What, what yeah. did I just yeah. watch? It, <laughs> it kind of cringes on you. Like it's I said, really I picked does. it, and I went, I really don't know why, yeah. but... <laughs> I made it through. So, um, Hellraiser moves on. It's kind of... I think that's probably one of the closest ones today. Um, yeah. I mean, I think yeah, that was the first 2-1 vote uh, that I know of. Um, anyways, anyway. but... Oh, it's going to get harder. We have another one right here. It's This one's not hard for me, but um, this is Hereditary versus Sinister. So we'll go ahead and just talk a little about both of these because I think this is more of a landslide in all three of our minds. Um, Sinister is a really underrated um, horror film that gives you a different kind of aspect of a character that I don't think is well-known. The guy inside of the 8mm or the guy that lives inside pictures or video or move his name is Bagul. book Bagul. it's an interesting aspect and i was reading about <coughs> the movie earlier that's okay and about. they do really good ethan hawk is in it dies um he dies in all of his horror movies <laughs> again um but, <laughs> but once again but we can spoil it yeah this the way he dies though is really horrific like i think it's, yeah, it's a pretty bad very oh, it's awful well crafted movie it keeps you on your toes it's mm-hmm. a little bit a little bit of a pacing issue for me a little bit. But once you get into the 8mm stuff, it's really good. You know, yeah. you kind of start out with 8mm, it gets away from a little bit, it comes back yeah. to it, and then yeah. you realize what Bagul really wants. It doesn't really give you an idea. They don't give you any idea of what Bagul really wants. You know what mm-hmm. I mean? Until kind of the last act, you're like, you're like, oh, crap, they're coming for Yeah, that. that's part so. of the mystery of it. Because I, I think this works. This is a terrifying film. It really <laughs> yeah. and truly scared me. And but part of part of what makes it work so well is the fact that there's this mystery that Ethan Hawke is trying to unravel throughout the film. Like, why are these murders happening? Whenever he's watching these Super Eight films, it's so grotesque, it's so horrific. Um, it will stick with you for a long time. Uh, there are a few cliche things in the film, but overall, it is a very effective, very creepy horror film. Um, yeah, and Ethan Hawke bites it. Like he always does. Yeah, yeah, it is what it <laughs> I is. I mean, I can only think of two movies. But That's all you need. <laughs> <laughs> He's not Sean Beam or anything. And these, and these, <laughs> and these eight, guy. these eight millimeter films, they they follow him, and won't let him go. They yeah, doesn't he burn him at it, one point? Yeah, yeah. La- it yeah, they don't. They won't go away. They latch like onto him, and it's just it's horrible as he continues to watch and mm-hmm. and see how things unfold, and it's getting worse and worse and worse, and no matter what he does, he cannot get away from them. And he, I'm gonna state this again: children are freaking creepy. Every it's time. just all there is to you it. You can never say it too much. <laughs> no, if if I hadn't already had kids, I might have thought about thought twice about having them. Wouldn't be on a podcast, uh, or whatever. Yeah. <laughs> so, <laughs> I mean, this I, I love. I love where it went with with the children, and how they use the children in this. Because, like I said, children are creepy, and it's fantastic use of children. Uh, just. All throughout it, because you see them running through the halls every once in a while, walking through the <coughs> halls, uh, coming up behind them, and just like they're playing a game with them, you know, hiding 
running out, running around a corner or whatever. I Except it's the game of death. Yeah, yeah. I just, I, I think it's, it's a great movie overall. And I'm guessing the eight millimeter, like I said, it's kind of like Annabelle. I think they're just demon possessed, so they, like Annabelle is, so you can't actually destroy and they follow him. They don't really explain that. But that's how I took it because, but yeah. Ghoul's a demon. I mean, basically. Who cares? Like, who cares? But they don't explain it. That's one of the problems with these movies. There's a little couple of holes in it, but oh, it's a good did movie. Did I, did I mention Ethan Hawke dies? Yeah, um, okay. badly. I just, I just won that mention. He, he dies. Badly in this yes, movie by axe from his own child. <laughs> yes, it is one of the most. Like, it is horrible to watch. I'm like, oh, oh my gosh, they did that to him. I'm, I'm like, I, know. That, I thought it was a good ending. It, it's even, it's even <clears> creepier. It's even creepier when the, when how how calm the kid is. You know, it's just it's like another oh, yeah. day. Just, yeah, the kids. This, this is what I'm supposed to the do. The kids succumb to Bagul. Yeah, <laughs> you know, and so <laughs> that's just that you f- you figure out his end game is the kids, not the adults. Yeah. The whole time you would think. It's the adults because you see all the adults being killed and all the eight millimeters, but really he's just trying yeah, to take exactly. your kids. And he's like, "What's up? I'm gonna have him kill you." <laughs> What's up? I don't actually do the killing. I make the kids do it. You know, uh-huh, that's uh-huh. my game. Um, anyway, I think that's how he talks. He doesn't much, but that's how I exp- that's how I think of it internally. You know, yeah, he speaks like Chris Tucker in the yeah, Rush Hour movies. Exactly, that's how he talks. Um, so it's going against Hereditary, and Hereditary is one of those other phenomenons that kind of came out. Um, okay, let's vote from Ari. Yeah, <laughs> from Ari Aster. <laughs> we've we've talked about this movie a lot. I'm not going to say much. Um, overall, creep me out. I don't get creeped out by movies that much. Sinister creeped me out pretty good because of just the dark nature of it. Hereditary might be even darker. Um, and like you said, depending on your belief system plausible mm-hmm. um in a way um and so in a stretched way and i don't know i think it's got some some of those horrific images you can w- watch from the last 10 years or so for horror um i think it's got a good overall story um i think the ending is is what it needs to be we've talked about what we think about the ending you know how i feel we know how you feel <laughs> about the ending um i don't think it's a bad ending i think you could go a couple Your of opinion, David. i yep. think you go a couple of places <laughs> with, it, with it but the way it went worked perfectly with the with the storyline so i was fine with it i thought it was super weird but the movie was super weird so strange um overall i really like hereditary and i'll probably watch this movie 20 20 something i've seen it three or four at this point i have two yeah um but i'll probably one of these movies i'll pop in year after year. i'll watch at least once a year probably so it's a good good yeah it's hereditary is a film that from the second it starts till the second it ends is completely drenched with dread and you get these horrific moments, these horrific images. The film is just brilliantly crafted. It is one of the most unsettling films I've ever watched in my life. And like Forrest Gump says, that's all I have to say about that. Yeah, atmospherically, uh, this this film is is horrible. Uh, you you feel horrible. horribly great. Yeah, I know, but that's what I'm saying. It, it, it he is. does such a great job of making you feel bad throughout this whole movie. Oh yeah, and that 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 is a sign of a great director that that knows what he's doing. He's you know, and you feel it from the beginning, from the first shot to the end. I mean, there's there's no happiness in this family. There's no happiness on the screen, uh, and if there is just a a little bit, it doesn't last long. Mm-hmm. Uh, there's some pri- there's some surprises that come at you that there's a couple things I just did not see coming. And you get happy and then there's a pole. Yeah, I mean <laughs> a big a big pole by the road that was <laughs> yeah. just it was horrible. Not something you expect. Now for me the 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 part I did not like I loved this movie building up until like I said the last like ten minutes or whatever and I didn't care for the ending. To me it was a little bit of a cop out. It felt like it's been done I don't know how many times before. 
I've never uh, seen a movie quite. I've never seen an I have quite though. Like I that. have though because y- if you look through the seventies and and through the eighties, you do have a lot of movies that were like devil worshiping seance type things that that had that type of element in. I mean, so that has been done a lot. If you if you really think about it, it's been done a lot, especially seventies. They did a lot of devil. I mean, yeah, coven, just different things like that, and that's what it felt like to me. It felt like a. Maybe it was an homage to the 70s. I don't know, but that's what it felt like. And it, to me, it felt like a cop-out after I watched this brilliant movie to end that way. For me, that's how it was. Not everybody sees it that way, but for me, that's what it was. I don't know. The girl in Sleepaway Camp has a penis at the end. I didn't feel that like was that was really a cop-out. Too. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> well, I hadn't seen that before. Yeah. Sorry. I don't know why uh, that came I don't think head. I've seen that since. Uh, it's, I think it, that's, uh, that's, a, <laughs> that's gross. Um, so glad we, you brought that one up. We have Hereditary going against um, Sinister. I'll vote first uh, this time. I'm gonna go Hereditary. I think Sinister's good, underrated, but it's just not quite on par with Hereditary. Yeah, Sinister is very creepy and it did scare me. Um, but Hereditary's on another level. Hereditary. <laughs> I guess that was a great movie. Yeah, I would still vote for Hereditary also. All right. Cool. Um, so we're gonna go to the other side. We went through those pretty. Fast, so we're gonna get Let's to the other side. Train and on we'll get cooking. Trains don't cook. Sorry. This whole round. So, um, next one we have is a quiet place going against John Carpenter. John Carpenter's Halloween, nineteen seventy eight version. Obviously. I'm ready to vote. Um, yeah, me too. Actually, <laughs> uh, we we'll talked a little bit about both of these, but a quiet place is a fantastic film made. An alien invasion happens, and you think cop out, right? You think, mm-hmm. oh great, another invasion, but it is so good. They do it differently. They're they're yeah, it's right in front I don't of our faces. I think I've ever seen a movie with um, an alien invasion before, though. That's, I know. I mean, I've never seen any of them. Isn't that unique? Uh, different pretty unique. Types. Okay. Um, but no, it's just different. You know, yeah. you have these little things. It, they take your breath away from like the first 15, 20 minutes. It's a horrific death. Um, I watch this in theaters with. Dolby Atmos, Atmos, you know, like when they do that crap, and it, but it was the most quiet movie in the world. So when there was a sound, it really mattered. You know what I mean? And so they just basically, basically, the monsters are just big ears, you know, and and one that's, giant. Ear that's kind of what they are. And so you make one little sound, dead, or at least they know kind of where you are, and you might be able to get past them, but you make too many sounds, and then you put in a pregnant woman in this movie so you know it just bad things are happening not, pregnancy is not bad but when you get pregnant <laughs> you have the baby and you can't make a sound hurts. what we're saying is you hate babies <laughs> yeah. so that's what we're getting it usually into. hurts and so usually scream yeah. <laughs> and you couldn't do that and you, they had to shut the baby up too and so yeah that's it's a the, tense movie that's the thing this movie is already so inventive with the simple premise of it um and it works so well the whole if they hear you they hunt you thing it's so creepy. And then, like you said, what do they add to it to add more dread? A baby. The one thing that does not stay quiet on the entire freaking planet. Mm-hmm. And it's brilliant the way this movie is crafted. I love it. It's super fresh. Um, it's a fun thrill ride. I don't think it's terrifying. It did not really scare me. I didn't stay up I didn't stay up and lose sleep over it. But it's a brilliant horror movie. Yeah, it's fantastic. Uh, the writing was great. The lack of sound was disturbing because yes. you think of all these movies and especially when there's a build-up there's there's this music some some of the music's iconic i mean some of the noises are iconic. <laughs> i mean yeah you i mean you look at uh friday the 13th it's iconic uh halloween mm-hmm. iconic uh but this is i think this is iconic in that for the lack of sound and it's very unique it makes for a great horror movie 
uh, which I'd never thought, not even thought about that type of thing uh, before. Because what other movie have you seen that that really takes out the sound? And it's just it's an atmospheric thing, and it, it's kind of disturbing, but it works so well. The only movie that I, th- I can ever think of that stayed really quiet was Don't Breathe, but it's not really a horror movie; it's more of like a thriller. Yeah. But this movie's much better with the Don't, because you, I mean, it's, that's just a man. This is like alien <laughs> that rip you apart. I Big mean, time. yeah. And the first death, there's not that. I mean, there's a lot of sound, but it wasn't a lot of sound for a long time, right? You know, and they give you that. Oh, is he gonna get him? Of course he doesn't. But <laughs> comes from. You know, John Krasinski, which is not another kind of Jordan Peele situation. He's really done a lot of mainly comedy action type movies. Um, he's mainly known for The Office, obviously. Right. And Emily Blunt's mainly known for her action stuff. And so when you put them both in like a horror movie, you kind of think, great. But they work well together. The chemistry's obviously good because they're actually married. And it's a really good film that's going to have a second one that I wish I could have already seen. But one day. COVID yeah. has supposed to come it, out, so. I think, eventually. Um, it's going against John Carpenter's Halloween. And this, you know. I've, it's weird. So, you know, it's obviously a Halloween just happened, October, and I we watched it last year or two years ago because Halloween was coming out, so we watched the first one because they made the other ones not canon, so I didn't see the point of watching the rest, like Saw's, you know. And then we I've, we caught it in the in the month of October. I probably watched it three different times from just being on TV. Yeah. And each time I, I've appreciated it more and more and more. The first time I watched it again, I was like, well, it's kind of boring. I think that's fair to say it. In a way. It's a slow burn. It's a slow burn. But then the more you watch, you see how more methodical Michael Myers is and why this is there and why this is that. And I just watched um, Eli Roth's History of Mm -hmm. Horror, and I watched that first half of the slasher, and they really get into Halloween and Jamie Lee Curtis and how what she had to do, and it really makes you appreciate this film more. And I think this one's like about near perfect as far as... I don't say that often. I don't say that movie is near perfect for me because I always have these weird little things I don't like. But this one for me, is near perfect for horror. It's the epitome of what you think horrific would be. It's a man who becomes more of a man eventually, kind of. But um, that just, that just for no reason, picks Jamie Lee Curtis and just haunts her. And there's score written by John Carpenter that's just, to this day, iconic. Mm-hmm. He is probably number one. Some people's number one, Mount Rushmore. It's not Michael Myers. It's just, well, I just love this movie. So. Yeah, I do too. This movie's brilliant. Um if Psycho was the grandfather of slasher films, this is the father of slasher films for sure. It is. Um, it really kind of shot this genre into the stratosphere, um, and it made it made a good, creepy, well, uh, well made film in the process. Um, and like you said, the sheer th- this movie is just so iconic that it's hard to. Uh, it's it's hard to argue against because of how brilliantly made it is, how simple it is, yet how effective and how creepy it is. I love this movie. Yeah, and you know we talk about it being kind of slow burn. We talked about this before too, how a lot of the movies from that era seem to be a, a slower burn, building up to the action. And we, I think we talked about this too, that we think maybe that could be because they want us to latch on to these characters and care about these characters a little bit more. They don't just throw it in your face and and go uh there's some build up there's some character development and it, it's it's nice to see it is a slow burn but once it gets going it's an awesome movie i love john carpenter of course uh yeah I've you know he did the thing he did you know all, you know all these movies he's done that i just absolutely love uh 
So yeah, I just, uh, this is a great movie. The only, the only knock in this movie, if there is a knock, like I said, I try. I'm like this. I find things, but I didn't really care about anybody else but Jamie Lee Curtis that much. I think they were going for that. I, I mean, you kind of care about her friends and stuff. But yeah, yeah. They just basically become cool kills. Like the first time Michael <laughs> Myers kills people, yeah, they do it inventively, and then they get crazy as they go on in the movies. But yeah, I think it's one of the better franchises as far as no. Well, I guess it's still a franchise. I mean, they've cut yeah all of them except for how the new ones in this one but i, I think it, overall and i've said this before too i just, <clears throat> that bothers me they did that because i really enjoyed number two i thought number two was a really good well-made movie yeah it was I don't, a lot of fun to watch. i agree with you i like i like halloween 2 quite a bit um but and i don't hate the halloween sequels i think it's probably my favorite franchise as a whole yeah. um there's some real stinkers in there uh but as a whole, I still thoroughly enjoy that. You know, if you film. compared them to like you know Friday the Thirteenth, uh, definitely. Yeah. Because Friday the yeah. Thirteenth really went downhill. Because to me, <laughs> pretty, like, pretty sure. quick. Like you said, Halloween Two is really good. Friday the Thirteenth Part Two is not very good yeah. to me. I don't. I don't really care for any of the Friday the Thirteenth sequels. When they start to get really ridiculous and stuff, that's when it becomes more enjoyable. But. Yeah. Um, like Jason going to Manhattan, flipping over cars and stuff. But <laughs> Jason in space. Yeah, yeah that Jason that becomes more enjoyable. Space. But, but yeah, I, I do like the Halloween franchise, and I really, really love the first film that kicked it all off. Yeah, so we have Halloween 1978, John Carpenter's, whatever you want to call it. There's so many, you have to say that. Cause there's now three there's films so called Halloween. Halloween, yeah. So you have to actually say this kind of stuff. I'm not just doing John it. John Carpenter's to be Halloween, not nat- Rob Zombie's nat- Halloween. Let's not go there. Um <laughs> Going against a quiet place. I'll go first. I think it's obvious where I'm going to go. I'm going to go Halloween here, 1978, John Carpenter. Um, personally, just no. Re- I'm, I've already told you why. I'll second that vote. I'll third that vote. Um, a quiet place bites the dust, but it's a very good movie. It, um, is. it just hit hit a hit a big one or a little a little early. You know, I think Quiet Place could have made it farther ahead. Could have squeaked by like Hellraiser. But yeah, like Hellraiser. <laughs> Hellraiser. Um, definitely squeaked by to me, but it's okay. You know, it's part of that's why we have voting. Yeah. Next to our iconic. All right, so we have The Shining going against The Exorcist. Um, this one right here is super hard. Um, the Shining. Boy, howdy. The Shining is another near perfect movie for me in the horror genre. Um, it's I've seen it a, a bunch. Um, I love it. It has some a great some great performances by <laughs> the three people that are in it. Really, um, there's not many more than that, um, except for some side characters here and there, but nothing super important. Um, and it just shows what can happen isolation you know um in the human psyche plus you have some ghosts here and there um it doesn't yeah. it does not help anything um and you kind of it's not it's been done before but you kind of get it's a cool thing they call the shining obviously it's a different look at seeing into the undead you know you've seen it before um you've seen it plenty since but it's just a little bit different and i appreciate that they were able to do this granted this movie is nothing like the book like we've talked about um, I'm glad it's not, I guess, because I think I like this a lot more than what we would have gotten, probably. Um, and well, yeah, you know, Stephen King did, did remake the movie. Yes, and it did. For okay. TV, and it wasn't. Well, yeah, it was, it was I've seen parts it of it. Yeah, it was what it was. I kind of want to watch it. I've never seen it. But, um, but Stanley Cooper's 1980 film, uh, like you said, it is near perfect. It's a excellent horror film. It is a brilliant look, basically. It's basically one man's descent into madness uh, with supernatural elements. Um, Wouldn't just, go wrong. Yeah, just sprinkled in there. Um, but it's brilliant. It, Jack Nicholson carries this movie on his freaking back. Everybody's good in it, but he is the one who absolutely shines. I think his performance in this film is one of the best performances I've ever seen in my life. Um, I, I think Stanley Kubrick's attention to detail is really 
noticeable here, and I think it really shows the the overall craft of this film is excellent, and I love it. No, this is. I have to say, this is one of my favorite horror movies of all time. Period. Yeah. If not the favorite. Uh, Showing your cards early. <laughs> yeah, I, I am. Showing I'm, those cards. I'm not, I'm not gonna not gonna lie about I it. I'm not gonna lie about it. This is a fantastic movie. Mine was hostile, but it's already out. <laughs> we know. We know. Yeah. Tough uh, break. Kubrick was he just did such a great job. Like you said, his attention to detail. The way that he builds tension throughout this movie. It starts at the beginning, it goes to the very end. It does not stop. It's like a roller coaster ride. The tension, uh, his use of music, his use his use of everything in this movie. Mm-hmm. Uh, his that that goes to his attention to detail. He everything has a place and there's a reason for it. And it's so crazy how good it is. Yeah, and it's and like I said, it's got some of the most um, iconic scenes. So when you think of horror, horror, you really want iconic, right? You want mm-hmm. iconic stuff that does, you know, the Here's Johnny scene's super iconic. It's been redone a billion times in different ways, made fun of or whatever, you know. Yeah. But if to be, you have to be iconic for that stuff to happen. And it just when you think when you think of The Shining, everyone thinks of Here's Johnny, right? I mean. I think that's fair, but it's so much more than that one scene. You know, you you finally get to I one of my favorite scenes is probably when she finds his typewriter, and I, and then yep. from there on, it really just yeah really gets good. You know, um, <clears throat> but it's going against another iconic film in The Exorcist, right? This is probably um, a lot of people's favorite movie. It's not my favorite movie in the world. I do like this movie a lot. I think it did a lot for the horror genre. It's very iconic. You got the um, head turnaround scene. It's a very iconic scene, um, and probably the first and maybe the best movie ever to do an exorcism um it's called the exorcism on purpose you know i'm not sure anything has done it better than this um it's creepy it's gross um i don't i don't know what else to say really you know i mean it's i've seen it a bunch i've seen it a couple times it's old so if you guys want to say anything crazy about it it's totally fine (laughs) you know i mean if you haven't seen it that's on you (laughs) at this point so it's true uh now the man we were talking about films that are iconic and how iconic The Shining is. The only horror film that may be more iconic is The Exorcist. And it, because when, when this film came out, it was such a phenomenon. It truly terrified everybody who saw it. Um, I was not around at the time, but I, even since then, I've seen it. It's terrified me. It has become such a staple. Like you said, kind of with The Shining, it's been parodied a billion times. Uh, I mean, everything from the, from the, you know, vomiting up pea soup to the head spin around to the power yeah. of Christ compels you to this and that. There's scary so movie <laughs> ripped it apart. <laughs> yeah, there's so many. I actually watched Scary Movie two the other night, and they did they did an Exorcist bit, and it, and it made me want to watch the Exorcist. It made me scared just thinking about the Exorcist because of how well crafted this film is. Everything about this movie is brilliant, um, and it sucks that it's going up against The Shining because it's, it's a tough. really really tough matchup. Yeah, this is a fantastic movie. It's iconic. It's uh, it's so scary and creepy and just all any other any other you know creepy word you can think of. It's it's all of the above. Uh, the acting was fantastic. The story was great. I mean, this is this is a movie that that people went and saw, and I, I saw watched a thing the other night on Shutter about this movie, and they were talking about how you know people actually went in and you know they had people fainting, you know they had. And some of it was. Weak. <laughs> <I'm sorry>. <laughs> <laughs> and granted, somebody did admit that it, that eventually that some of this stuff was marketing. I figure. I mean, at that point, they had that. they had uh, 
they had ambulances outside the theater. You know, the, the marketing people brought this stuff in. Can you imagine they did that you know? <laughs> these days? People are like, you're I so mean, stupid. <laughs> stuff like that. That's funny. But they did have people that, that claimed to faint and, you know, all kinds of stuff. This, this, uh, yeah, I've heard stories about people fainting epileptics. and vomiting and yeah, stuff. It's, it's just, it, it did all kinds of stuff. And people, but people, this is a movie that people remember. This is people, yeah. a movie that people love. And it's a great, great horror movie. Yeah, this is an expression they use all the time. But when this, the reason I feel like there was all this marketing and there was ambulances outside of the theater and stuff is because you hear this all the time. But when this movie came out, you truly had never seen anything like this before. Yep, it's true. In 1973, you'd never seen such a grotesque, um, brutal, um, unflinching look at demons or exorcisms or anything like that. Yeah, and they're both um, scary and iconic in separate ways. Like they're not, you know, one. They're both supernatural in a way, um, but yeah. they're both they're, they're vastly different movies. Um, and the Exorcist was, <coughs> you know, at times it was it was cringeworthy, straight up. Yeah, I mean, some of the stuff that they they had her do was just, you know, and considering you're, it's almost you're sitting there going, "What in the world?" Yeah, the, some you of the be kidding me. Some of the stuff she says and does is just horrific. Yeah. And considering it's almost fifty years old and it still looks incredible, is now they had a stand-in for a lot of that stuff that she was doing. They couldn't have her do it. Oh yeah, but Man, dang child labor laws. <laughs> <laughs> but still, just to see that on the screen was so crazy and just unreal at that time. Yep, so we've got The Shining going against The Exorcist. Who wants to go first? Not me. I, I, I don't you care. You guys go, go ahead. I'll I mean. think. I'll stew. Red Shining. For me, it is a Shining. Uh, Kubrick was just brilliant with this movie. It was fantastic. What he did, uh, this still stands up today to where I will watch it any day of the week. If you say you want to watch Shining, let's do it. I'm there. You want to go next or you want me to go? You go. <laughs> okay, I'm also picking The Shining over The Exorcist. Um, I do think it's, I mean, this is like pretty much 50-50. It's one of those things. You yeah, just, it's a huge you, toss. You know, you just toss them up in the air because yeah. they're both so iconic. Um, this side of the bracket, a lot with randomization, it got, is a lot harder, I think, um, which I, I like. But um, I don't know. I just think I do like The Shining a bit more, I guess. Um, it's close, though. and They're both so iconic. It's tough, you know. Yeah, it is tough. I what what are you going to go? Just for the heck, for some giggles. Probably The Shining, but yeah. I, I mean, yeah, it's a, like you said, it's like throwing. I don't know. You ask me tomorrow, I'd probably say The Exorcist. Yeah. I don't know. It's just it's it really depends. It really just depends. It's they're both so iconic and so terrifying. So yeah. anyway, R.I.P. Exorcist. The next one. <laughs> this is in the next round. We have Halloween against The Shining. Woo! Anyways, nice. okay, we're not doing that right now. Thank goodness. So we've got Saw, the first one, of course, against The Strangers, the first one. Man, um, this is okay. This, this one is tough. This one is kind of. Hard, hard for me too, because they're very, very much this, a lot alike. You know, they're both horror movies to a T. <laughs> There's not anything about them that's not horrific. Um, we just watched Saw the other night for um, Halloween, and usually try to watch a movie like that. And finally, we got our wives to agree on a horror movie, which is hard to do. <laughs> yeah. when, when they pick Saw, so we're like, I always watch Saw. I love this movie. Yeah, me too. Um, I think it's one of the most another brilliant ending to a pretty brilliant movie with not much budget. Um, did it spawn a lot of sequels that I don't like? Yes. yes. Um, did they want to make more sequels? That wasn't their intention, but they did. Uh, but as a as a standalone film, Saw is crazy. Um, it's a mystery ride of horror traps, um, of messing with your mind, of sawing off your own foot, of um, 
uh, Lee Wan-El puts himself in the movie. He's really good in the movie, I think. Um, and then you just, it's like, I like doing puzzle boxes, right? And I'm doing, we actually are doing one on our phones right now. And it's like, a, this movie's like a puzzle box. They find X marks a spot to this. There's a tape recording to get to this, to this. And they kind of start piecing yeah. things together. And I like that kind of movie. Plus, it's horrific. You know, um, he's setting up traps, doing things, people they really can't win. <laughs> it gets worse as they go throughout, as the, as the movies go farther, they get to where he really doesn't give them an out. You know, really. But in this movie, there are there is a little bit of an out for some characters. <laughs> um, but no, I think overall it's pretty brilliant. So, I agree with you 100. Um, percent Just the sheer. Uh, I heard that, or I've read that the simple reason they made this film is because of budgetary restraints, and they wanted to do a movie that took place uh, that mostly took place in one room. So therefore, Saw was born. Um, and and it works very well because of that. This is the first movie where in the first film it's not really a trap. It's just two dudes being held captive mm-hmm. in this room, uh, and then there's traps involved in there as well. But uh, the 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 sheer creativeness and um, is that a word? Creativeness, creativity, whatever. Um, but <laughs> but it's just it's just brilliant the fact that they came up with the, the fact that they came up with this and what an incredible um, crazy franchise it has sparked. Um, yeah, it's it's insane, but they're making another one spiral. Yeah, I mean, you know, <coughs> these movies become you know this scavenger hunt from hell. Uh, yeah, as you're looking, you know, and what I love about this movie is is it keeps you guessing. I mean, plain and simple, it keeps you guessing, mm-hmm. and that doesn't happen very often. Not in horror, no. For sure. Uh, you you pretty much see what's going to happen. You see where the movie's going. Uh, we have a tendency to figure stuff out pretty quick, pretty early. This one had me guessing, had me on the edge of my seat the entire time until I saw him get up at the end. I was like, holy crap, I did not see that coming. And that put all that together with that ending, and it makes for a fantastic movie. Yeah, that's one of those things I didn't see coming. I mean, they don't, there's almost, I mean, you th- the whole movie you think that jigsaw is that one dude but then you find out he has a tape recorder you're like holy crap there's another layer to this movie and he gets up you know i'm like yeah and then it just and then it just ends this movie i Game love over. i love the ending <laughs> because it doesn't give you anything more it just keep closing just his game over mm-hmm. yeah. bam movie's over I, and i love the fact that when the credits start rolling it's still adam screaming yeah it's just his screams you are left with that feeling of dread and hopelessness that he has some people don't know when to stop right this movie knew exactly when to stop because you could have been like Oh, well, where did um, what's his name in the movie? Carrie Elwes. I don't know. His name. I can't remember. Doctor Gordon. Lawrence. Doctor Lawrence, Lawrence Gordon. Gordon. Um, they could have went with where he was dragging off to, but they just stopped it. Yeah. You know, and just let you be yeah, like. They could have cut to him like cr- like army yeah. crawling in the sewer or something, but no, that's not necessary. <laughs> I looked at him like it wasn't no stairs. He's not getting up those. Or time. he might <laughs> yeah, get down he's them. Not but, gonna get out of there. Uh, but no, it's I don't know. It's just a great ending, and then just credits, and then you get to see Adam eventually again, just not in a good way. Um, and. I just want to mention that with both these movies, we talked about this last week. Isolation, isolation is creepy as mm-hmm. all get out, and Especially they, when you and they use it so well. <laughs> they use it so well, and when it's when it's done well, it is so good to watch. Speaking yeah. of isolation, yeah, and it's going against the strangers, which is a home invasion movie. Um, and those movies are very isolated because you're in a home that's being invaded. <laughs> I mean, that's <laughs> you know, and um, yep, and right there in the title. What makes it so creepy is they just did it because they wanted to. It's not they. They didn't plan this really. Well, they say they didn't. I don't. They had to plan a little bit of it, I think. But they didn't really plan on it just because they had that cabin. It wasn't them 
It wasn't for them. He wants them. to go knock on that door. They, they can go knock on that yeah, door. They just oh, somebody answered. Waited for someone to be there, and they you know, like, why are you doing it? Because you're home. We like this. This is what we like to do. We like to invade people and kill people. And they have masks, and, ma- and their masks are terrifying because they're not that terrifying. Does that yeah. make sense? Yep. They're not like, they're not like what the Joker's wearing in the beginning of Dark Knight. It's not one of the, it's just a sheet, you know, or just you know they do. In the next one, they have different masks, but um, they're very creepy, you know. And it, I, I don't. It's just the whole eeriness of this. Like I said last week, or whenever we talk about it, it makes you check your house. You know, if the, if yeah. a movie makes you check your house. Or makes you feel eerie about it. It's doing its job, you know. Um, Saw kind of had the same thing of like, check your closets because that's how they get you. Yep. Um, that's how they did it in Saw too, you know. Or just be careful of your around surroundings and just the whole scene with Liv Tyler and him just sitting there, yep, just watching. They do that a lot, and you think that'd be boring, but it's freaking creepy. Yeah. <laughs> so that's it what, does well. Yeah, that that's what does work well in this film is the fact that it is not particularly creative or original. It has a very simple premise um, that when executed properly, like in this film, it is a controlled, um, isolated environment. And when you have a film and characters like this in this controlled environment with this controlled mayhem that you're dealing with, it doesn't get much scarier than this. It is creepy. It is so eerie. Because it could literally happen to anyone on the face of the planet, and the way that they played with played with their prey, I guess you could say. Uh, they, well, they, didn't, they didn't the second one prey at night, so yeah. Had they had they gone in and been like these crazed maniacal types, it would have been a completely different movie, because they would have gone in and just you know tore things up and killed them or whatever. But these characters were methodical; they were calm the entire time. It's like this was their game. They've chosen you to play their game, and they're going to play to the end, and you don't have a choice. Yeah, and they're and just calm. It's completely calm, completely, like I said, methodical. They they break into the house. They stand there and just watch them as they're going about their daily lives and then just disappear. I mean, they're just <coughs> – it's it's just interweaving craziness that, that it freaks you out. And they don't say much in this movie. I mean, they don't have many lines, and that's what, it's creepier because you don't get to know them. Yeah. You know, like a lot of times with <laughs> they don't home, need to. home invasion movies, you get to know too much about the invaders. You know, you're like, they want you to care about the invaders. Like, yeah. but this movie, they don't give one crap about the invaders. Like, they want you to care about Liv Tyler and them, and they do fine. You know, Liv Tyler's, I don't think the best actress in the world, but she does good in this movie. Yeah. Um, and it just, uh, it's a pretty heart wrenching movie because of what they do in this movie. You know? Yeah, I thought the ending was they really kind of make her kill her. You know, it's like, yeah. yeah. And so it did its job. It saw into not a good sequel. It's okay. I actually own it for purposes because it was cheap. <laughs> and, yeah, me too. And I can't pass up a cheap Blu ray. So I am. So, um, like I said, the ending worked really well for It this. does. It did. Yeah. And it spawned another one, but I don't, like you, we talked about last time, chronologically, no clue when it happens. Um, I think it yeah. does say it, but. Who cares? I watched it in theaters once. <laughs> it was like it's, it's like seventy minutes. So, um, Saw is going into strangers. Where are we going here? I'm gonna go ahead and jump jump on this one. Um, the strangers scares me more. It sticks with me more. I find it, I find it more terrifying just because of how real it is. Um, 
However, I'm going with Saw for the simple creativeness behind it. I keep saying creativeness. I'm not sure if that's a word. Ah, creativity? So creativity is definitely a word. Just for the simple word. creativity behind it. <laughs> creativeness is a word, I think. Um, Who not, if not, it is now. Thank it you. is now. Yep. Um, I'm also going Saw here. I think you're correct. I think Saw is definitely a diff- is definitely more brilliant. I mean, it's definitely a different concept. But I think Saw is possible to an extent. I mean, like the yeah. first. I think the first one's <laughs> it gets so uh, it's, it gets so complicated. It gets so outrageous <laughs> after a while. Um, but I mean, having a, a serial killer named Jigsaw that takes a piece and makes you kill yourself. I mean, I think that's a p- plausible storyline. It's yeah. messed up, but yeah, I think it's plausible too. So I think that it works against the strangers well because they're both very, si- very plausible. Very plausible. Yeah. Strangers are very plausible. Strangers yeah. definitely. Yeah. I think Saw is semi plausible depending on if you get to someone deranged enough on both sides, I guess. But yeah, just don't piss off a seventy-five-year-old cancer patient. <laughs> yeah, just, <laughs> I mean, just yeah, yeah, just that's what Oops. you gotta do. So, um, where were you going with it, just for? Uh, just for kicks. Uh, this one was tough. There is a fifty-fifty almost, uh, but I would have to say Saw. Okay. Just because it is tough. Just yeah. because it kept me guessing the whole time. It doesn't happen very often, and I really enjoyed that. That's true. You know what else is tough? This next matchup. Tell us, Jordan. Yeah, so the last matchup of the day is a very tough one. It's The Thing going against Scream. Now, these movies are definition of horror again. Um, on One's a slasher. One's a gross alien movie. I mean, they just are. And so we'll talk about The Thing first, John Carpenter's movie, The Thing, um, the original. Um, I We watched... Uh, history of horror on this one and go behind the scenes it makes you appreciate some of the stuff they did the practical effects are good i don't like as much as you two i think i do like it a lot you know what i'm saying but i think you guys have a new level i think you've seen it with me too though you grew up with it yeah. uh, i think you've seen it a couple more times i've seen it i've seen it twice three almost never mind we're on the same level i think i've seen it three <laughs> times um but no it's great um it has a great storyline it's really interesting that you have a thing that can just take form of whatever it wants and it's just there to terrorize it doesn't really have it doesn't really give you a, a real meaning to it. It's just there, and it's figuring itself out. It's like a baby. It's figuring yeah. its powers out. It's figuring out what it wants to do. It just wants to kill people. Yeah. <laughs> they don't it give a real rhyme or reason. Body and just I think, I think, slaughter you. I think really it's an organism that just wants to live. It's just trying to figure itself out. Not yeah. that not that it's trying it to care. Not that it's trying to kill people. It just wants to live, and it has to kill something. Then it's going to have to kill something. Yeah, the sheer brilliance of this is the fact that this is a. When you say the premise out loud, a shapeshifting alien is walking around picking off people. It sounds ridiculous. However, John Carpenter grounds it in a in a great setting, a creepy, again, isolated setting, um, and with so many great characters in there, uh, it becomes a real thing that you are dreading. I mean, I'm not, I'm not. It's not like I'm pulling back the shower curtain to see if the thing's back there waiting for me or anything, but throughout this throughout the runtime of this film you're constantly dreading this alien and what might what might happen who it might take over and it's just it's just dreadful watching this film and it's filled with grotesque practical effects that I love that still hold up to this day the reason people hated this movie when it came out I just don't think people were ready for it I mean <laughs> no. honestly people were not ready for such an absurdly disturbing gross movie but I like it yeah <laughs> As you know, I love this movie, straight up. Uh, not only the the horror elements to it, but there's also a psychological element to it, because as this alien has infiltrated their camp, now these friends who are pretty close because of their isolation, number one, but they've grown pretty close, are now turning on each other, mm-hmm. and that's a whole other aspect of this movie that a lot of people don't necessarily talk about. 
it's more the alien practical effects, but they're they start turning on each other and you know, they don't know who to trust. They don't know you know, this guy could be the alien, this one could be the alien. I mean at one point, you know, they're holding each other at gunpoint trying to test the blood to determine whether or not you've Great been scene. infected or not. Great you know, scene. I mean good scene. I mean it's just it the tension in this works so well. The story's fantastic. Love John Carpenter. Just a great movie. Yeah, and it's going against Scream, and Scream is a um, straight-up slasher film. It gives you another um, iconic slasher-type thing. Uh, and Ghostface, it's just a costume. They <laughs> It's just a literal costume someone mm-hmm. put on, and then it became iconic. It um, Again, not the most serious film. It's a horror film, but it's not the most serious thing in the world because, and I think that's what works for it, because unlike Michael Myers, unlike... Um, Anybody, I guess you can go Friday Thirteenth, Freddy Krueger. There's not; they have a plan here, but they don't know what they're doing. Uh, they're yeah. they're new killers. They just think it'd be fun to terrorize people, and they do well with it. And this, what I love about this movie is the beginning. I said it last time; it sets the whole tone for the movie. And then you actually care about the characters, which is hard to do in a horror movie. I do care, but I actually care when most of them died. Um, and the reveal is probably one of the best reveals. Um, for me, I, I didn't see it coming. It was very hard to see that coming. I don't. I don't yeah. think it was possible. I'm sure there's people out there say, "Oh, I saw it." I don't believe them. Um, I just don't see how. There's nothing in the movie to really give you that idea. And another thing about the movie I like a lot is that you you expect you actually think everybody in the movie is a killer at one point. At least every character in this movie you think is a killer until they die. Yeah, even the and then fa- you're like, oh wait, never mind, he's not. But you think the principal's the killer. Even the Fonz, yeah, you're thinking, yeah. hey, the Fonz is the killer. No, and it just <laughs> it's just the way it's shot and the way it's done, and then it spawned a, some sequels. Not the worst sequels in the world. I think it's a pretty decent franchise. Um, but I love this movie. It, like I said, it's a Mount Rushmore type person or type character in Ghostface, mm-hmm. um, and it just works well. And then it kind of has that little bit of a little bit of comedy in it too at the end. With them trying to stage the murder and everything, that I think it works really well. Peer pressure, yeah, yeah. <laughs> it works well. It's just a good movie. Yeah, what works best about this movie is it. It's a horror film that knows about horror movies, mm-hmm. and it no. I mean, it even tells you about it. Yeah, the whole movie. it knows horror movies exist. It makes fun of horror movies, um, and it works really well because of that. It's excellent. It's so much fun to watch. It's um, it's just a very enjoyable slasher film by made by the king of slasher films and I, I like it I don't have a whole lot more to say but I like it yeah, yeah it's fantastic I thought uh, just the, the the one character that they that they brought in to, to throw the slasher film rules and everything in your face Jamie Kennedy came in and he knows everything about slasher slasher films yeah and he's the whole the whole time he's throwing it in your face you know this is you don't do this in a slasher, in a slasher never say you, back. you don't do this <laughs> you know and, and it's fantastic because you learn if you if you were new to the genre, you're learning rules of the genre that they're, they're applying in this film. Exactly, it's that's in, that is so much fun and complex. it's fantastic to watch. It is. Uh, the acting was great. The writing, of course, is fantastic. Uh, the end, the yeah. that whole last scene, you know, it was funny, but it was still slasher at the same time, and that's hard to do. They even give you a couple of tropes that they that they hit to the ground like even when they uh whenever she kills skeetle rich he comes up for one last mm-hmm. thing and she kills him because in and every that, horror movie they come back and there's, a second. And there's jamie kennedy saying you know watch oh, out because <laughs> double tap last scene, he always always comes back uh but no i think that's a complex thing that people look over is that he's explaining horror movie or slash and you're they're living these actual 
that this movie's going by what he says because all slasher films do, and it's yeah. kind of it's not as Cabin in the Woods, you know what I'm saying, no. like that. But it, it's more it's definitely more horror than Cabin in the Woods is. But I don't know, I really like this movie. I think it does what it's supposed to do, and it's really good. And two, three, and four, okay. <laughs> I agree, hundred percent. So the thing versus Scream. Where are we going? You guys go ahead. <laughs> I'm gonna keep saying that. Uh, I'll go first because it's not as hard for me. I'm gonna go Scream. I think Scream is the better horror movie for me. I it's hard because they're both definitely horror, and this is one of those matchups that you could go either way. I if I had to if you put them in front of me, I'd pick I'd pick Scream most of the probably nine times out of ten, eight times out of ten depending on my mood. <laughs> you know the thing you have to be in a certain mood for for me. But um, Scream is overall one of my favorite horror movies out there. So I'm gonna go Scream. I understand. Uh, go ahead, David. For me. It's got to be the thing. I love Scream. Absolutely love Scream. It's so much fun to watch. I love what they did with it. Uh, but, man, the thing to me is just, it is so good with the isolation, the pe- the guys turning on each other, this alien, the practical effects. I just, I have to go the thing. I don't know why you guys are putting this on me. You, um, you said a go. That's <laughs> true, but I, that's I, on you. Whenever I say that, I'm thinking they'll probably agree, and then I won't have to make a choice. <laughs> we just awesome. did what you asked. Um, a lot of times, I want to go first. Sometimes I don't. Um, I don't know. I love both of these movies. Screaming the Thing are t- two of my favorite horror films. Period. Uh. Can I pick them both? Sadly, no. <laughs> Sadly, um, that would kind of not be good for the bracket. <laughs> that would mess it up a little bit. <laughs> I'm gonna go with the thing. Uh, yeah, I I don't know why. Really, I love Scream so much. Scream's probably more rewatchable. I just think the thing is filled with so much creativity. It has, and it's just it's so dreadful. It's so um, it's so inventive. It is wildly disturbing i just I, I can't get the thing out of my head but like i said i think scream's more fun to watch as a <laughs> horror flick it's just it, it really it is. is fun this is a, the hardest hardest matchup that was tough um, for me yeah that was really hard that was that was the exorcist and the shining that part. was that was the look i gave you when he when he announced it it's like oh crap you gotta be kidding I me <laughs> i saw uh, that look you had all right i'm sad screaming to make it through but it is what it is so we have our final eight films which we will which we will um, end. We'll do it next week. We'll finish it up. Um, we have Hallow- John Carpenter's Halloween going against The Shining. We have Saw going against The Thing. We have Hellraiser going against Hereditary. And the and Blair Witch Project going against Insidious to get to the final best horror film of all time. So, awesome. um, yeah, be looking for that. And we have a couple other projects or a couple ideas that we're going to try to do after this. So. Be ready for us. Yeah, man. What do I say? We're always on the grind, <laughs> man, putting <laughs> putting out products. But no, okay. Uh, seriously though, this has been fun. Um, it's been it's been very very difficult making some of these decisions and talking about some of these movies. But um, it's fun to talk about them though. It's just hard to choose which is better. But um, but what are <laughs> but for the listeners, what are some of your favorite horror films? Um, do you agree or disagree with our picks? I know some we've made some doozies tonight, so you probably will disagree with us. That's a hundred percent fine. It's been really difficult to choose these, but um, if you want to reach out to us and let us know what you guys thought about some of your picks, there's places you can do that. We are on Facebook at Movie Matrix Podcast, or we are on Twitter 
at Movie Matrix Pod. Hit us up. Let us know what you guys thought about this episode or any episode. But until next time, signing off for Matt Jordan and David. We'll see you guys then. Peace. Oh, 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 oh,